0: June 2, 2019, it's the Watch for Pedro Show. Watch for Pedro's show. Happy Sunday. Uh, I'll see Brother Matt Thursday. Or will I? I think it's the week after. Because uh, <coughs> a bunch of noise over there. You can tell I'm not man alone, though, even though Brother Matt's not with me. Here my my and Pedro. By the magic of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype software, I got Chris from the Bodegas calling... Uh, from Upland, California, via Skype. Hey, welcome aboard, Chris.
1: How's it going?
0: I'm glad to be with you again. When was the last time you were on the show? You guys came down to Pedro from Upland, right?
1: I Think like 2015, 2016, so like four years, maybe yeah,
0: three or four years ago. And people, you got to understand, SoCal is kind of spread out. So for yeah. the, they're up by the the foothills, like north of Ontario. And here I am in the harbor, so that was kind of a hell ride. So, this time we're going to do it via Skype. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and the big occasion because I remember, you know, I was getting to know you then, and I said, next, when you guys get your next album done, please come on board. And you got another album done. Uh, yeah. We started the show off with John Coltrane doing the last blues, and then after that, from this new uh, album by Bodegas Plantas. Uh, and uh, which is maybe a chow song <laughs> I don't know uh, but uh, let's talk about the the album okay when did you guys start writing it uh,
1: we've been writing we were writing it for like probably two years uh, probably two years I'd say but like a lot of things happened in between all of that that kind of like
0: okay let's talk about that then first
1: Crashed all of it, so we just kind of went through the roller coaster of of well, even knowing if we're gonna keep doing music anymore. You know. Well,
0: Chris, let's let's pick up when we last talked. What was the name of that album? Uh, nine to Five. Nine to Five, right? After Nine to Five, what happened?
1: Uh, we played a lot of shows, and we just kind of got burned out on playing shows because it was just we were just doing everything and ev- anything and everything, um, and then we all just kind of were getting burned out on that trying to write a new record, then we kinda of took a break, and then we just kinda of had some problems with our old bass player and that turned and escalated and went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then we ended up moving on without him and trying to find a new bass player. So that took about a year.
0: Wow, um, because bass is pretty big in Bodegas.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that that took us, you know, a couple guys just before we could feel, you know, just feel normal again, and that in the
0: uh, they upland guys?
1: Uh, Covina, yeah, Covina? Covina. Everyone around the area uh, SUV. So I mean, like San Gabriel Valley is pretty. It feels big, but it's pretty small when it comes to musicians because there's sure. not there's not a lot of musicians. As Do you much guys as
0: ever like, say Inland Empire? Uh, we're on
1: the border of that. Yeah, I, guess I, went, I moved to Upland, and that's another thing that happened in the interim of all this. I moved to Upland to a house with some friends and so now upland i guess you consider it the first town in inland empire right so now i'm ie i guess uh i went from sgv to ie but i mean i'm still you know sgv i've been since i was 12 so whoa
2: whoa yeah
1: so
0: so who's the new baseman?
1: uh his name is will and what's his history uh, he's a blues player. He's actually, it's crazy because he was actually a guitar player. So, and that's kind of how. But Chris,
0: was. I got to tell you, in the old days there was a lot of that. Because nobody wanted to rock the bass.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how the first bass player came on board. Like, that's how Angel was with us. I mean, there's there. some
0: great bass players that came from that, like uh, Carol Kay and Joe Osborne. They're both guitar players. But since everybody else was playing guitar and they wanted work, they switched over yeah. to bass.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, this guy, this kid, Will. He's a lot younger than us. He's like twenty-one. So, whoa. You know, he was he was in a an, in a band uh, called Root Smuggler, and they're just like a blues, kind of like a blues, ex, you know, cream inspired, like you know, blues funk get up, and then trio, power uh, trio. What'd you say? Power trio. Yeah, Cream. I think a yeah, yeah,
0: power, think trio, of for power trio. trio.
1: Yeah. Sure, power trio, and. uh I mean, he's talented for sure. He could sing, and and he was ripping guitar. And we just known him. for He was just our friend for a long time. We did some shows with him. We went up to Santa Maria with him and stuff like that. So we already kind of had a previous relationship. And then, um, I don't know, we were were working with another guy, but it just kind of didn't work out in the long run. I mean, it was good, but he just couldn't commit. So then we just, you know, Will was there during the making of the record, and we we were recording the record, and he was just there a lot. He was just, you know, stepping Uh, in. So... Kind of felt natural, you know. So then we we end up getting him on the on the record. And when, when the when on,
0: time to, came to make the record, did you have all the songs written? Pretty much,
1: yeah. We we had them pretty much. So now ready to go. Besides, like maybe one or two of them, because
0: yeah, we I'm I'm trying to understand. He wasn't really there for those songs, right?
1: Not not as much. I mean, he was there like towards when we were about to get into the studio, but I mean, from from everything it was mostly just me and george and then we were just jamming with another guy and that guy just ended up not being able to commit to it but he was able to you know help us with the bass parts at least oh you and mean
0: uh on the recording like who's on the bass on the record
1: that that was the other guy's name was, we call him germ uh yeah. he's the one that couldn't couldn't really commit that we were jamming with for but about he, uh eight or nine months prior but, to that But
0: he's on all the tunes on this new album yeah yeah he's on all the tunes also you guys used other instruments, horns and organ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what was that about?
1: We we had some friends come through and, and get on some songs We just felt like they were they deserved a little more than a power trio, um, on some of them. Obviously there's there's some cuts on there that we it's still just me, Georgian bass player, but with with the um you know, some of the songs like You or Last Week, which is kinda like the single yeah. off the record. You know, we felt like some horns would be good, so we we brought our friend JJ and an old friend Jordan to do some do some horn stuff, sax and trombone. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and then we had we had um a, another friend um from his band Chin Chin. Her name is Janice. She sang on one of the other tunes. I just had I had an idea of like a Tammy Terrell Marvin Gaye kind of sound in my head, and I wanted to have like a female vocal on one of the songs. So yeah, yeah yeah we did that and that i mean everything sounded really good and and chris let
0: me ask you about the process when you write the songs you and george
1: yeah i mean usually it just comes out from like me and him we spend a lot of time together so we just be jamming on something and it sticks and then we record we'll just record it on our phone or whatever you know a little little demo record it and then just listen back and then sometimes i'll have an idea with the lyrics sometimes i'll have an idea with the yeah lyrics. i'm gonna
0: ask you about the words do they usually come last uh i think it
1: scatters man like okay. honestly with this last record i wrote most of the lyrics like finalized a lot of them uh-huh. like like during while we were tracking it but i mean from the from the skeletons like usually i'll have most of the melodies in and i'll have a harmony in my head or whatever and then that kind of falls together when we start recording the vocals in the studio but yeah like this last time i i just i pretty much had mostly everything pretty much i'd say maybe like 75 percent of it going into the studio and then 25 percent of the studio just kind of let it feel natural and whatever felt right to make the words work you know well you
0: you you, you, yeah while you were practicing, you probably left space for the where the words were going to go anyway right yeah, but, like, the direction of the
1: songs and, like, the subject matter uh-huh. and, like, everything I wanted to say, like, that was already kind of in my head, you yeah, know what okay. I mean? Just, yeah. What about titles? Uh, Those are just, like, everyone kind of spitballing back and forth. But usually, like, last? Yeah. You. Well, yeah, pretty much. Like, well, some of them are stronger, like, like Light It Up was yeah. a song for my sister. And I always knew that was going to be the name of that song, you know what I mean? Because it's just... Uh, it's no, just something no. which, me and her, and kind of like that.
0: Well, with, no, I can relate. For me, uh, Chris, for, for, to keep focus, I always come up with the title first.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that's been done too before. I mean, like even even like while we're jamming, we we've come up with the title like that. So okay, I mean, what,
0: what what about this tune here? I, I want to play next. Mount Anxiety.
1: Yeah, that one, uh, that one's just about, I don't know, I just, we wrote a cool, you know, faster song one day at practice. Yeah. And then I just wrote the melody, like, while we were jamming it. And then I started doing hot yoga, which is a weird thing for me, but it was cool. And so one day after that, I was just thinking about how I'm always in traffic and I always get anxiety from it. And it's always, you know, leads to negative, bad thoughts and stuff like that. So, just kind of, kind of took like the idea of like your anxiety is like a mountain, you like come up and down it, and you're always sure. going to be going up and down it.
0: Okay, let's listen. Oh. Pedro Show. Uh, we start that off with Mount Anxiety, Bodegas, off the new album. And, uh, yeah. Sitting in traffic. What an inspiration. I can relate. <laughs> then M.B. Jones with Under Surveillance. Safe word. Human waste. Sasha Bitterlamen with O Ideolima. Sorry. Uh, Red Party, brand new, out of Chicago with Shadow Dancing. Guided by Voices, no transmission. Chris Chappelle's Distortion Pedal with Occ- Occam's Razor. That's a philosophical trip. Huh? Lauren with Paradise Lost. The Mess Aesthetics, there's Joe Lally. He's back in the U.S. and uh, With Brendan, I think, and uh, another cat, Power Tree. Uh, Paper Mice. I think he's uh, jamming with something with Ian, too, he was telling me. Paper Mice, but don't worry about the governor out of Chicago. Also, Blood Quartet from Bell Velvet Love, Ned Colette with Sunday. That's an Australian guy in Berlin. And finally, Bodegas with Peace of Mind. What do you want to say about Peace of Mind? Peace in mind.
1: Yeah, it's just another one of those songs, like, a lot lot of the, I feel like a lot of the songs on the record were just, like, kind of, like, when you're going through a bad period, just kind of, like, kind of, like, just to get you through, you know, like, that peace of mind, just kind of about being frustrated, you know, with doing the same thing a a lot and not getting the same result, and then kind of having the idea to try to change it up, but in the in the entire process of being destructive with things, you know, it's like you got to keep it, you got to keep some type of peace in your mind, or else you're gonna, you can, you know, go off the deep end. So I just kind of, I had the riff for the longest time, the 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 chorus part, and I just we couldn't figure out, you know, how how it needs to how how to put it together. I'm sure you run into that where you all the time. That's, you got such a good thing going, and then you, you, you're you jamming it, and you're just like, I don't know where to go with this thing. And then um, we had a buddy sit in, and he was like, I just feel like it needs to go, like, a different way.
0: But, you yeah. know, there are some tunes that are just one fucking part. Uh, for example, I think Land of too. a Thousand Dances is one part. Yeah, sure, uh, Harry Wilson sure. Lime in the Coconut, I think that's yeah. one fucking part. Yeah, it is. I, I was thinking about that for the longest time too. I just
1: wanted to maybe have it fade in fade out, but then we 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 come up with the the there's a bridge in there um with like a riff, a, a different riff on, yeah. on a bridge and it just felt right because it took the song into a different different place and then it comes back on a, on the resolve of everything else. And it comes back to the chorus. So I just felt like it was strong enough to kind of get away with it in that way. Sure,
3: um, sure,
1: sure. So, so really only one change, but um, you know, it kind of it kind of felt cool because. And who was your buddy thing. who
0: suggested that change?
1: Uh, one of the horn players. Uh, his name's JJ.
0: Okay, he JJ. Is, Thanks for the compliment. He co- plays trombone. He plays like Jackie. Menden, now, I was thinking about like... peace in mind because we just lost a brother, Rocky yeah. Erickson, and he had this yeah, great Rocky song Erickson. called "The Interpreter," yeah. and in and there's a lyric inside there where he goes, "Peace, I mind," and so I was thinking of you guys. I'm thinking of him. And uh Yeah, you know what's weird is that me yeah. and George,
1: our first band, it was called the Spades. And that was Rocky Erickson's first That's Spades. right.
0: Before he was in thirteenth floor elevators.
1: We didn't even ever know about Rocky before we, we learned Houston about Houston guy.
0: Too. Yeah. And, but see that's the trip about music, many <laughs> parallel universes.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: Now yeah. do any did any of these tunes Start with George, like with a drumlet? Um,
4: trying to think. Maybe the last one.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Burnt. Yeah, Burnt. Yeah, Burnt.
0: Burn. You know, because of asset, because I found there's kind of a prejudice in music. Yeah. Like against drummers, bass players, too. Like, you guys don't write songs. Like, yeah. for example, there was a jazz cat named Chico Hamilton. And he made this, you know, he made a few records. George Hurley was way in. But anyway, try tried to get songwriting credits. Like, you, you, you can't write songs on drums. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why not?
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's it's pretty, uh... I mean, I've heard of dudes that write songs yeah, on drums.
4: Cronbin is a band that they they record their <laughs> drum tracks, and from there, they start writing and piecing it together, which I thought was pretty unique and cool. And I, I think that I want to try, try doing that aspect, doing that...
0: You know, I'll tell you something, George. A couple of people I know that made one-man one records, you know, where they play everything. For example, Stevie Wonder, Dave yeah. Grohl. Prince. Didn't Prince do that? Prince did too. Starting with the drums. Starting with the drums. Yeah. That's
1: pretty crazy. Yeah. I like that.
0: You know, from there they built up, right? They end up playing everything, but they start with the drum. Obviously, the drummer, man, you know, they can play everything. Yeah. But, but ain't that uh, interesting how serve as a foundation and these guys they can see the whole tune in their head right it's a one man band
1: yeah that's pretty gnarly yeah yeah.
0: really really interesting about that and I just think I don't know if you ever we played together you see how I set up on stage I hate having my drummers in the back I put them way up front Raul I got way up front that's what we try to do with George but the sound
1: guys always get pissed off at us
0: you know what that was George Hurley that was a mistake of the minute man I know sound men hate it right Because you got to move
1: stuff around. Yeah, they look at you like you're stupid. Like they just don't want that. They they just hate doing it.
0: But they're just lazy.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no. But I've had guys. I've had guys be like, yeah, let's put them in front. You know, and George is in the same line as us. Sure. You know, it'll be me, and then he's like almost in the same. Almost same parallel as me on stage. And I like that because we can all hear each other.
0: And i see Max Roach several times. Raymond Pettibone first took me to see him. And he plays in a straight line. He's on the end. Nobody's in front of anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's still being done. I, I like it. We personally like it when we play like that. You know what's a trip was
0: to my, uh, Let's see if Max Roach is his count-ins. You know what his count-ins are? No. Just add. Dan. And, and, yeah, you better be ready to go. I guess, you know, there's no tempo or shit. You just play as fast as you can, you know. And, I swear to God, he never did say one, two, man. It was just and. You played with him? uh, Huh? Did you play with him? No, I've been to a lot of games. I saw him maybe eight or nine times while he was alive, you know. And, uh, actually, you know, in the... Fifties and sixties, these guys were playing in Hermosa Beach at the lighthouse. But I, I only saw them play there once. Most of the time, it was up in Hollywood at this place called uh, Catalinas. It was on Coanga by that newsstand. And you know those, you know, small gigs. You could be like a couple tables from these guys playing their fucking asses off. It's really intense. I, I owe Raymond so much for that uh, experience. All those gigs, yeah. Because in a strange way, it was a parallel. To kind of this our movement in a trippy way playing music that's not really merch, you know, just for the love of it. Just play, yeah, this guy playing the fucking asses. Uh, wh- where, where where, did you record this? What was the studio? Uh,
1: we recorded actually in Long Beach, not too far from Pedro. What, uh, well, you know, what people here, I, I
0: gotta yeah, give you uh, a clue, Chris. Johnny, I gotta you know give you Johnny a clue, from, uh, Chris. I gotta Johnny. give you a clue. If hey, you want to make people think that you know about our town, you don't say Pedro. <laughs> you say Pedro even the Latin guys, okay, it's just some kind of fucked up thing. But if we hear Pedro, it's like, whoa, this dude's never been here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, even I though it's correct,
0: I understand that, but and I think you you're talking about the this, guy, but... uh Johnny from uh uh Crystal Antlers or Yeah. Johnny what's it Bush. called Jazz Cats or
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I've because been... uh uh Matt Waskovich did a couple projects with my missing men and second men. And a supposedly really good studio.
1: Oh, no, it's 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 best we've ever been to. H-
0: how long?
1: Uh, we did, like, I think 10 days with him.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: But, I mean, a lot of that was, there was, like, three days we mixed, so six days. Sure, years sure,
0: ago. sure, ten, 10 days total.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we, we kind of wanted to, we didn't want to rush ourselves. Yeah, sure. So we, we kind of, you know, 10 days. I mean, even then, even that's... It was spread out between a couple weeks, though. That's all right. But, yeah, it was about 10 days of work.
0: You know, at the end of the day, it's sound coming out of speakers. They don't really know how it got there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. They don't really care either, probably.
6: <laughs>
0: well, some some dudes that are way nerded out, my. Yeah. I know I know that you used a Sony Walkman. <laughs> okay. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. June 2, 2019 edition Wapito Show. Special guest, Bo Degas. Hold tight for hour two. June two, two thousand nineteen. It's the second hour of the Wat for Pedro show.
2: About three miles and a half across And is nearly round in four the South Island, Irish here In Irish it means East Island the centre of the bay,
5: not so far
2: from the cliffs of County Clare, on the south, or the corner of Connemara, on the north. Believe me, the fairies.
0: for I was just discussing with George and Chris about Little League and shit about this one lucky catch man I heard the crack of the bat but the sun was in my eyes I didn't know where the fuck it was and I just put my glove up to try to see and it was like a magnet just pulled the ball right in it was like but the you know that that was very rare <laughs> most of the time and uh, the worst feeling Is when it gets past you, and you have to turn around towards the fence, and And you can hear the whole fucking pad laughing at you. You're you're running. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's like 15 people watching you chase the ball.
0: (laughs) The whole place is laughing, and just the sound changes as your body switches. You know, you turn around to run after the ball because your ears are pointed that way. It's this weird kind of sound, like kind of in a in a tunnel or something just laughter and yeah anyway we started the second hour uh, off with calling it deep by bodegas now calling deep i was thinking of a baseball reference but chris what
1: just like calling something deep like thinking that thinking that it's heavier than it really is but you know you find out it was never really anything kind of kind of that's what i was trying to say with that
0: okay now, in baseball, you do it so you don't run into the other motherfucker.
1: But yeah, that makes sense, too. I like that actually more than. And than people, what I Chris do 15
0: it, years uh, of baseball, so he knows.
1: Yeah, now it just takes me back to being a little kid.
0: <laughs> and we were talking in a way. Maybe it's good training for gigs, because if you can live through the shame of fucking baseball, little league baseball, then maybe you can uh, take some spitting and cups of piss and bags of shit at a gig. I'll tell you one yeah. thing that's tough, though. It was a flipper gig. Minutemen opened for flipper. Batteries. Man, you don't want to get hit with batteries. People are <laughs> throwing batteries at you? Yeah. You know, I'll take a loogie. It's kind of not, not that healthy, but just fucking bad. Especially the D ones, people. Come on. Maybe some AAA.
1: <laughs> no one's ever threw a battery at us.
0: Yeah. We're well, lucky. I've never been hit with a car battery. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, then we had False Bliss from Ireland. Uh, no, Scotland, sorry, guys. Uh, Tamara de Lempica, now out of southern London, with Philip the Gap, uh, Telomere Repair, R- roll of the Dell. Shit, I don't know what that means. No, don't from, too. But Hi-Fi Club out of Toulon, France, with uh, Geography. And finally, Blues by Bodega. <laughs> blues! So this must have been like the blues number of the... It's not a song. blues
1: song, but it's a I know, blues I know,
0: I know. But I was thinking, where did this title come from? Was this the blues too? Because it really yeah. don't sound like a blues number.
1: Yeah, that, I, and I like that about it. Because I want to make a blues song that didn't have a blues chord progression.
0: Now, you know about blues as slang. In England, uh, I think uh, uh, Pete Townsend, right? He's talking about when there are mods. You know, what's it called? Quaterphine's got opera about when they're mods. And mods just found a box of blues. Uh, they had a weird kind of stimulant called sulf- they, sulfies, some sulfide shit. So the nickname was sulfies. But they were like blue colors, so they called them blues. Oh, so if like, you were in the mid-60s with the mods, and they were talking about the blues, they're talking about pills to make you stay up (laughs) (laughs) ain't that a trip
1: yeah no i heard about that i never heard about the blues i heard about reds and and i heard about well reds
0: were yeah but reds were downs yeah that was more of a u.s thing yeah they'd say that and the one good thing about it was the uh, fights at parties were no one got hurt because very slow motion (laughs) bad thing you puke on uh choke on your puke yeah okay so it's like most things mixed bag. But it was this kind of a, a barbiturate called all and they were red pills. There was yellow ones called Tui's and rainbows and all kinds of that shit. I, I never got into them that much, but it was a big uh a thing. But blues was an England thing for a stimulant. So uh you just like the fucking uh idea of contrast, right?
1: Yeah, I like that idea, and uh, I kind of liked, yeah, it was really uh, one of those songs about just, like, coming home from work every day, just, like, almost just, like, feeling it, feeling it, going through it.
0: Feeling it deep.
1: Yeah, calling it deep, yeah. (laughs) Calling
0: (laughs) it deep,
1: yeah.
0: Well, what about, this is, I think this guy's in the Bible, right, Nebuchadnezzar?
1: Oh, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. It's like uh, uh,
0: part of the Babylonian thing that uh, put Jewish people in jail or brought them back to Babylon, <laughs> right, or something like that.
1: Yeah, but it's also the name of the of the ship in the in the Matrix, too.
0: Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's more important. <laughs>
1: well, well, yeah, I mean, it is the king of Babylon. like.
0: Yeah, he's a guy who went and destroyed a, the first temple or some shit.
1: Yeah. It only
0: lasted, like, about 70 years because then the Persians, they said, they thought, hey, Jewish people should get to go back home. So they invaded the Babylonians and put them back. Uh, uh, But anyway, uh, uh, this guy, yeah, besides having a trippy-ass name, uh, I think maybe the Tower of Babel? Right, he tried to build a tower to get to heaven or some shit. And at (laughs) that time, we were all speaking one language. And because it was such a fucking conceited thing... It got all torn down by the powers that be, and now you're going to have 10 million different languages. So when we say uh, have talk that sounds all screwed up, we say babble. Oh, wow. I think that's where it came uh, That's what what Watt was channeling in there. But, but, but let's listen to two.
5: Losing to
3: I swirled up the forest chains the night it stopped You sounded strange, I knew for sure You'd be a young man when you died. Drift away but never know for sure. Cause we did what you're supposed to do, we gathered round, sang cheers to you. I hope you knew in time we all might
6: a year ago And you've kept it to yourself Nobody has to know Nobody has to know
5: Thank okay. okay. you.
0: show yeah that's Desert, and it ain't the Bible thing it's a uh, reference to Keanu Reeve I met him you know he told me <laughs> to play bass he had a band called Dog Star
1: yeah I seen a picture of him with a bass
0: yeah he's really uh, I mean this is years ago but he was really a humble guy and yeah I can't play that well but you know I like playing with my buddies and I got into this acting thing Somebody I knew knew him. Maybe Thurston or something. But he seemed like a really nice guy. and uh, like that he was on base. Then we had uh, Chris Butler out of Cleveland, the bitch box. Actually, I think he's living in Akron or Kent. but still Ohio. Healer's out of Illinois with a uh, germaphobe after that. The fiction out of Strong Beach. Bang. That's got the sound man Chris from D Piazza's. And oh, yeah. Josh like Rochelle. Yeah. Good, great cat Dreadlocks? Here. Yeah. Big, big deadlock. Yeah. Right. If you ever need it, fell down a manhole and you needed a, a rope up, just yeah, have Chris, like, pour his hair down there. He'll <laughs> 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 help you out. It'll and Spain, out. with uh, Nobody Has to Know, something live. I, I played with him a couple nights ago at the Love Song downtown, like,
5: oh, love in Spain
0: by the region. And uh, we did Jump in the Fire, Harry Nilsson, and uh, Everyday People, uh, Sly Stone, Sly in the Family Stone, which is a great tune. The bass is—we were talking about one part—that's just G note, dude. You write, <laughs> write it out of town. You know, boom, 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 boom. There goes a yellow one, it won't accept the green. You know that? Actually, I did last year. I'm gonna play a, f- a grade school in Paramount tomorrow with Tim Kerr and Ray Barrie. Oh, I like Ray Fourth or over. fifth time. And last year we did Everyday People. Yeah. Oh, that's cool a, a lot, You know, sometimes a song just needs one part
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about that lately a lot too
0: <laughs> So, are you already starting to think of the next record? Yeah Well, you probably want to record stuff with the new bass man, right?
1: Yeah, that's what we're trying to do It's, yeah we, We've been trying to do that We got some ideas
0: Okay, okay I don't want to jump the gun or put any pressure on. Uh, <laughs> what about this? 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 To learn a lesson.
1: Just about learning your lesson about somebody that you feel like you have kind of run the run the mill with. Kind of somebody you you tried you, you invested a lot into, but you just feel like you 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 got to just kind of learn your lesson about.
0: Oh, certain- I know. I, yeah, you mean like Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox.
1: Yeah, kind The tar like. baby,
0: right? You know that story, uh, right? I think it comes no, from Africa a long sorry. time ago. Well, like, you know, they're always after each other, right? So Brer Fox makes this little baby out of tar, you know, puts clothes in. He ain't alive or anything. Anyway, Brer Rabbit goes by. Hey, how you doing? Of course the thing can't talk, but he thinks it's being rude. <laughs> so he starts socking him up, right? Some chingasos. Well, you know the way tar is. You know, the more you struggle, the more you strangle. You get caught up in it. The yeah. thing is, though, Br'er Fox forgot that rabbits, because it was in a fucking briar patch, you know, thistles, thorns, and rabbits got real uh, slippery fur, you know, so they could actually yeah. jump out of them. So Br'er Fox thought he had him, but Br'er F- Rabbit got out of there and jumped out. But, I mean, the, the moral of the story is, Sometimes it's good just to disengage. When we say? Wash your hands.
1: Exactly. Right? Because this song is, Wash you, your you hands. just
0: can't win because it's like quick mud, quick sand, right? Just dragging you under.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what that song's about. That's a perfect analogy. Well, Chris,
0: of <laughs> I can relate. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, June 2, 2019 <laughs> edition of Waffle peter Show. Special guest George and Chris Bodegas. Hold time for hour three. June 2, 2019, it's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro Show. for Pedro, start the third hour off with Bodegas, off their new album, doing Drive Slower, which I can fucking relate to big time, even maybe more than learn a lesson. Well, maybe that's a lesson I'm learning. People are fucking angry and driving like assholes. Let's take care of each other. Whenever we get together on the road, we're actually driving together, people. You know, I know it seems a little different, but man, if we don't trust each other, it's a nightmare. Uh, Code Hangers yeah. after that with Five Farms, uh, Father Figures out of Phoenix, huh? USS Destroyer, <laughs> what a trippy name. Uh, <laughs> crane after that up of Idaho, Army of Prostitutes and National Debt for for a few months there. I thought it was Crane, but it ain't. I don't know who the fuck it is, but I got three CDs from him. It's good music. The Valley and finally you. From bodegas, and you were hit me to you earlier, Chris, right?
1: Yeah, just pretty, pretty straightforward love song. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. Uh, when when you when you write lyrics for a song, are you hearing you singing them? Or are you hearing listeners hearing them?
1: Listeners hearing them?
0: Yeah, in your mind, are you putting out those words? Like, it's kind of like, this is a call. I think Dave Grohl had a song, right? This is a call or something. Like, it's not a private conversation. I'm saying this out loud because I want somebody to hear this.
1: Yeah, I think that's more right. What do you think, George? Yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because, of course, a song is so internal, right? It can be so private. They have so many different meanings. and, And probably the writer guy or woman knows the best but then you put it out in the real world and then people hear it. I remember when I was a boy, Jimmy, what was that song? Purple Haze? And I thought for sure he was saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was credence too. I thought it was a bad moon rising. He so, oh, no, yeah, the bathroom's on the, on the, right. the right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the bathroom's on the right. You know,
1: I, actually, I actually thought that too when I was about like <laughs> seven years old. I swear I thought that. It was and, and that's just hey. from hearing
0: the wrong fucking words. <laughs> right? Just let alone the real words. Cause, well, that's, that's also kind of what's righteous about it. That keeps it loose. People can write themselves into a song and they had nothing to do with the writer or the performer. That's a that's a that's, uh, true, that's a bitchin' thing about expression. And not just with songs, it could be about paintings or uh but stories.
1: I've seen movies have the same thing. Yeah, type movies
0: also, yeah, right. Man, books fuck. I'm you know a third into the book. How does this motherfucker know me? He wrote me into the story. You know, it's fucking Dante <laughs> from like eight hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, what yeah, about this song last <laughs> week? Last week. Tell me, it's probably about last week. Right? Well, it was probably the week before you wrote it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yeah. it's
0: perpetual. It's always about last week. Kind of like Groundhog Day, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it was just about just, I just yeah. It's like being thankful, grateful. Just be grateful more. Like, I know a, people that, that are not around anymore.
0: So be uh, yeah. f- 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 be grateful for the life we got
1: pretty much it's it's short it's short you realize how short it is Yeah, but I is.
0: think that's a great sentiment George just listen I mean Chris sorry George <laughs> for Pedro Show. Talking about uh, Dodgers. I know Brother Matt's loving that. Uh, yeah, we started the final music for this edition, people. Last week for the Bodegas. Be grateful for the time we got on this fucking stage here. Uh, then Joe Biza with Jason Kahn. Jason Kahn from his old uh, Universal Congress of. He lived in Germany. A long time. But he's back here now. I think they're touring. They're going around the country as a duet. A special place that I don't know about. Then uh, Henry Kaiser with Sandy Uwen doing Mokale Mimbi, uh, the album of uh, guitar duos with Henry. Got to do some John Coltrane music with him back February. Uh, Dad Francia with uh, I'm Ready for Death. And finally, interesting title from the bodegas, Cuddle the Knife. You want to say something about that, Chris or George? And George?
1: Uh, I was trying to get George to talk Because he doesn't talk that he much He
0: ain't much of a knife cuddler <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: mean uh, what, yeah, What's the about, idea behind that Be grateful for life Because you might be cuddling a fucking knife <laughs> The same thing no, no, yeah.
1: It's uh, It's about You know being uh, Taking risks When you know that They might stab you
0: Okay Rolling the dice.
1: Yeah. Being uh being a little bit uh irresponsible and then uh reflecting on that and kinda
0: right.
1: you know you shouldn't. But right, still... taking
0: that speed bump at eighty miles an hour it might be flick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially if you're riding in the back of a pickup.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I just really like the idea of having something that was kind of an ode to Bo Diddley.
0: Oh yeah, 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 music wise, yeah. Bo Diddley was bitching. And the yeah. ladies, right? He had a couple ladies on rhythm guitar through the years. Who were fucking. I, I
1: I've honestly, I, uh, I have some like bootleg recordings that my friend from Wild Wing, this guy Max, he's, he sent me like all these these bootleg recordings, and there's this live show of Bo Diddley, and it's like, it's unreal. I didn't know that he had girls playing guitar. I yeah, rhythm like,
0: guitar. Not at yeah, the same time. Bad. I think there was two different ladies uh, down the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I I never got to see them play. Whenever I saw Bo, he was by himself, except the last time because he was in a wheelchair because of stroke. But man, uh, we owe him so much. All us guys doing rock and roll and women doing yeah. rock and roll, yeah, yeah. Because he's one of the pioneers. Uh, Chris George, future plans for Bodegas? Of course, this new record with the new bass man.
1: Yeah, just uh, keep doing it. I mean, it's we're getting what, older. What, what, so. what, what
0: about you? Going to tour this album?
1: I don't know. I mean, we're trying to book a lot of shows, and it's just kind of it's getting kind of frustrating doing it on our own. So we're we've been trying to work with like people that want to kind of manage us or book be booking people, but it's kind of not hasn't been working out. So it's just kind of trial and error at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, we want to play as much as we can, and we got we got some merch, and we well, wanna... where
0: can people find you on the internet? There, Chris.
1: We're on everything. I mean, we're on every social media. So no, but is Instagram.
0: there a Bodega's website?
1: Yeah, there is a the bodegastheband.com. Okay, that people, that's
0: B-O-D-E-G-A-S-T-H-E-B-A-N-D.com.
1: Yeah, Bodega's the band, B-O-D-E-G-A-S-T-H-E-B-A-N-D.com.
0: Which is great, because that's like having your own fancy. You can put your flyers on those other telephone poles, Shitter, Instant Ham, <laughs> and uh, Fake Look. <laughs> But make sure having your own fucking thing with no filter, no middleman,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got that. So
0: What about the idea of getting in the van and doing a US tour?
1: I like that idea, but uh there's just a lot of things that are kinda like in the way of that for us financially <laughs> because George sure. has a son. I'm you know, rent's gotta get paid and stuff sure, like sure, that. Sure, so sure. it's risky. But we, we definitely wanna do it. I'm trying to buy a van right now. So I'm kinda saving up to get a van.
0: Would you consider so think, right now for Bodegas? This is kind of a second win?
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we we had like some years where we didn't even know if we're going to keep doing it, so feels good right now. I mean, it's still kind of early. But I feel like we're just kind of getting back into the groove of it, really. So
0: so like let's say young people, like your new base players age. They were looking for advice. What would you tell them? Don't stop.
1: Just keep going. Just keep doing it.
0: And then, not, and then, then not explain, you want money, explain not your you, own journey, right, where it got rough yeah, for it, a bit.
1: Yeah, because it's not because it's not you want fame or money or anything stupid like that. It's just you got to do it for the love of it.
4: Sure. Like, we wouldn't be doing it right now if it wasn't because we didn't love it. You what know? about you, George? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, in the beginning, it was kind of a struggle to play together and really – feel like it was all worth it but then when once we kind of like just kept doing it it just felt really right connecting with people and just making moves and making it all happen just was all a process that i felt was just something people need in life and to experience and it's a good it's a good thing sure
0: sure and you know the closest note to your kick drum is a bass player so what do you think of the new bass man
4: a new baseman, he's 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 talented, man. He's got a lot going for him, and he's young, and that's the best thing. That's kind of what we need. We, I mean, age, you know, obviously, people feel like it's just a number, and I think that's true too. And he's he's Tense. motivating us and. pushing but you, you, you it
0: get t- this, George, Good Chris. I'm gonna go out on tour with my missing man. With Big Nick. That's right, because Raul can't tour now because he's got a daughter. Big yeah. Nick is like only a few months short of 40 years younger than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's a lot
0: better than the old days because that would have never fucking happened. So thank God for the new days.
5: <laughs> yeah. Look, I want to
0: thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah. What you're doing is inspiring. You know, you get knocked down, but you get back up. Yeah.
5: That's
0: bitching. It's beautiful. So thanks again for being on the show and keep on keeping on. People, it's been the June 2, 2019 edition of the Wakpuro show special guest Bodegas. Keep your powder it- dry.